Hey, hey, everybody. Um, it is. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Bad that. Bad Albert. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, they chalk it up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. It is uh, Tuesday, February 18th today. Um, guys, we are back to chapter a day. So uh, today we are on Deuteronomy 4, and Daniel, I meant to talk to you about this before uh, we started the podcast, but um, I'll just bring it up right now as we get into this before we get too deep into the podcast today. We were discussing as small groups, as the new small group season begins, we were discussing maybe jumping a couple chapters ahead to get us in line so that the chapter day lines up with the small groups in the church, right? Yes. Explain that a little bit if you would. So March 1st is going to be our beginning of our small group season um, where we do a 10-week season where we try to get as many people connected in the community here at Elevation. And uh, we do the chapter a day, but instead of starting kind of towards the tail end of Deuteronomy, kind of jumping in then, we just thought, okay, why don't we just start in Joshua? So we're going to miss kind of, we're going to, I guess, skip over a couple chapters. Feel free to carry on in your own reading, with maybe double up a day or something like that, so that you can get to uh, Joshua 1. We're going to start on March 1st, which is kind of simple, like March 1st, Joshua 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so whatever you need to do if you're sticking with your chapter a day, uh, between now and then, just go ahead and prep yourself and know that you want to be done with Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy by the time we get to March That's 1st so that you can start done it. Done with Deuteronomy. I'm done with Deuteronomy. Um, so <laughs> Daniel said he's done with Deuteronomy. <laughs> oh, can, can While I he did the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, so are we going to discuss that from the platform? Are we going to talk to the church yes. about that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we will. Okay. Um, okay. I want to make an announcement, too, that I think people are really wanting to hear. We are doing Vacation Bible School this year. Yes. So I know we didn't do it last year because so they, they hired some idiot new um, e-kids director, yeah. and he wasn't ready to do it, and it was terrible. I honestly, I, I don't we think went going to stick around. Yeah, I know. We went on beard <laughs> merit alone, and I don't know if that was a good idea. Pretty much. <laughs> But then, but now they now they they're having trouble firing him. So he's just, he's just around. But <laughs> but no, we're going to do it um, June eighth through twelfth. Um, that's that's the Monday through Thursday, like the first you know weekend or first week, I guess, of June or second week of June. Mm. Um, um, it's going to be cool. So I mean, mark your calendars. Okay. Take a vac- take vacation. <laughs> um, the the theme is powered up, which mm-hmm. the idea is we're going to in our in our e kids we're going to start talking about the fruits of the spirit several weeks before VBS and VBS is going to really focus on the fruits of the spirit. So like being powered up in the spirit and um, it's going to be like a eight bit video game theme. So like Pac-Man and Mario brothers Mm -hmm. and all that kind of fun stuff. So I am original NES stuff. mm -hmm. I am already really excited. Um, So, and I'm going to, you know, very soon I'm going to start, start asking for volunteers for different things and stuff. So mark your calendars, June um, 8th through 12th, Power up VBS here at ECC. You said that's a Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Okay. And on Friday, and, and I don't want to reveal too much, but we're going to have something special on Friday. So I mean, it's a week long thing. So yeah. So it's as a part of VBS, we're going to have like an event. Yeah. So so it's like so it's like you, scheduled, structured Monday through Thursday, and then Friday is kind of just a party day, right? Yeah. We're so going to have something fun on Friday. So. Um, if you want to take that day off, go ahead, take that day off too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Felicia, by the way, I saw she just said, OMG, that's amazing. Um, I see a, a Super Mario themed cake or something coming oh, up with that. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to. That's obviously no pressure. But No, um, there I is pressure. You, like kind of you stuff, want so. to, and you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we put it out there in Facebook land, so yeah, yeah there's right. pressure now. Yeah, super Facebook land. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. 
Um, so, guys, as you have very likely surmised right now, Michael Miller is joining us today. Hey, yeah, hi, Michael. Welcome back. Welcome hello, back to hello. the show. Two times in a row. <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> yeah, three times in a row, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. we t- we took the break in between the two. But True. Yeah, he's been with us. Um, Jeremy Kaler said, what is the coffee cup? He's laughing. Uh, thank you, Felicia. She said she is up for making that Mario cake for us too. So that would be awesome. So, so for, po- for podcast, for folks listening to the podcast that can't see it, Daniel has a a coffee cup that looks like a pile of poo that says. <laughs> well, it's like the emoji pile of poo with minus yeah, the smiley it's like face coiled and up, and it says yeah, "coffee yeah. makes me poop." Yes. So this was a white elephant gift that I got uh, from some Smith. random person. Yeah, and <laughs> and it is awesome. It's not. It's not very like. It's not the best coffee cup. Like it's like, <laughs> like it's hard to drink out of. But you know, it I will sacrifice kinda, that. Like it kind of yeah. The hole's smaller at the top than the base is at the bottom. And so it, that probably makes yeah, it a little it kinda awkward. Lips back a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's like first world problems when it comes to my <laughs> right. coffee cup that I just kind of spilled. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we're so getting deep into the content we are. today. Yeah. Which I, I I love this though. Like this is what we wanted. We want people to be watching and be joining in the conversation. I I want to get sidetracked as much as possible. So the conversation conversation goes somewhere different than just where we would take it so um that's awesome guys so thank you so much but for the listeners who are wanting to get to the scripture as we are today as well um a reminder we are on deuteronomy 4 so going old school something we haven't done in quite a while would one of you guys or both of you guys mind giving us a quick um context on deuteronomy since it's only chapter 4 and we're just getting into it in our reading so that people know what we're getting into before we uh go over the scripture today Sure, this is kind of like a big speech that Moses is giving. Um, it's it's kind of summarizes like the law, and he's really giving them kind of a warning and kind of prophecy at the same time because he's like, here's all the stuff you guys are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can really honor God, and I know you're going to screw it up. <laughs> but right. this is but this is like Deuteronomy is just like basically like a long long speech that he gives before he dies. Mm-hmm. So this is like it for Moses. This yeah. is like like the culmination of his entire ministry that he's kind of reminding him of of who they are, who they are and how they're supposed to be. Yeah. And and I think this was probably this is maybe Daniel could disagree with this one. This is probably revised later because we do see bits and pieces we're talking about, you know, Moses did this, Moses did that and um and there's some things that kind of um, would be set in like looking back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this was probably a combination of a speech by Moses and an editor later, kind of emphasizing bits and pieces. So okay. that's kind of that's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, I think uh, you said it perfectly, Michael. It's just like a summary of all the things that has kind of happened and transpired for the people of Israel. And it's it's Moses' farewell speech, and so he's basically trying to impart on them the the urgency the importance of following god to being obedient um the shema comes out of deuteronomy yeah. which we'll read this week you guys will read the next coming i guess it'll be yeah it'll be on like thursday of next week cuz deuteronomy 6 mm-hmm. and that's like a pivotal cornerstone part of the uh, Judaism, the Jewish faith, and so uh, and, and ours. I mean, Jesus co- kind of quotes the Shema when he says, you know, when the lawmaker asks him, "What's the greatest commandment?" Mm-hmm. He says the Shema, uh, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, but then he also says, "Love your neighbor as yourself," which comes from uh, Leviticus. And so, uh, so anyway, so there's a. This is uh, this is very important. Um, it's it's like um, if you could think of like. 
man, if I had the opportunity to say like the last important things to, you know, my family, to my loved ones, what would it be? And this is kind of Moses's chance to do that. So it's some of it, it if you've been following in the chapter day, it will be redundant because he'll be reiterating yeah. the laws yeah. that have already kind of been here. And then they also have some newer kind of moral laws or adapt. They've adapted to kind of their present situation. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of the. What's going on? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, just a heads up to you guys, too. I have noticed um, some comments on here about uh, people's feed today for the Facebook Live. It's glitching a bit. Um, that is most likely not your internet messing up. That's We've been having some trouble with the internet here for a um, couple weeks now, and um, we're trying to get something figured out to take care of it. Uh, it seems to be working for a few minutes and then stopping, and then working for a few minutes and then stopping. So if that's happening, we apologize. Uh, that's coming from our end here, probably. I mean, it might be yours, but it's most likely ours. So just a heads up. So with all of that being discussed, um, you guys have the context. Um, we talked about the uh, the internet glitch a little bit, let you guys know what's going on with that. With all that being said, let's go ahead and get into our scripture of the day. This is Deuteronomy 4 from the Dwell app, and we will be right back. Now, Israel, hear the decrees and laws I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. You saw with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord your God destroyed from among you everyone who followed the Baal of Peor. But all of you who held fast to the Lord your God are still alive today. See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them, the way the Lord our God is near us, whenever we pray to him? And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I am setting before you today? Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when he said to me, Assemble the people before me to hear my words, so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while it blazed with fire to the very heavens, with black clouds and deep darkness. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sounds of words, but saw no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow, and then wrote them on two stone tablets. And the Lord directed me at that time to teach you the decrees and laws you are to follow in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You saw no form of any kind the day the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire. Therefore, watch yourselves very carefully so that you do not become corrupt 
and make for yourselves an idol, an image of any shape, whether formed like a man or a woman, or like any animal on earth or any bird that flies in the air, or like any creature that moves along the ground or any fish in the waters below. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon and the stars, all the heavenly array, do not be enticed into bowing down to them and worshipping things the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. But as for you, the Lord took you and brought you out of the iron smelting furnace, out of Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance as you now are. The Lord was angry with me because of you, and he solemnly swore that I would not cross the Jordan and enter the good land the Lord your God is giving you as your inheritance. I will die in this land. I will not cross the Jordan. But you are about to cross over and take possession of that good land. Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. After you have had children and grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time, if you then become corrupt and make any kind of idol, doing evil in the eyes of the Lord your God and arousing his anger, I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You will not live there long, but will certainly be destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and only a few of you will survive among the nations to which the Lord will drive you. There you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or eat or smell. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in later days you will return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath. Ask now, about the former days, long before your time, from the day God created human beings on the earth. Ask from one end of the heavens to the other, has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has anything like it ever been heard of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire as you have and lived? Has any God ever tried to take for himself one nation out of another nation, by testings, by signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, or by great and awesome deeds, like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes? You were shown these things, so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other. From heaven, he made you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth, he showed you his great fire, and you heard his words from out of the fire. 
Because he loved your ancestors and chose their descendants after them, he brought you out of Egypt by his presence and his great strength to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you and to bring you into their land to give it to you for your inheritance as it is today. Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth below. There is no other. Keep his decrees and commands which I am giving you today so that it may go well with you and your children after you and that you may live long in the land the Lord your God gives you for all time. Then Moses set aside three cities east of the Jordan to which anyone who had killed a person could flee if they had unintentionally killed a neighbor without malice aforethought. They could flee into one of these cities and save their life. The cities were these, Beza in the wilderness plateau for the Reubenites, Ramoth in Gilead for the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan for the Manassites. This is the law Moses set before the Israelites. These are the stipulations, decrees and laws Moses gave them when they came out of Egypt and were in the valley near Beth Peor east of the Jordan, in the land of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon and was defeated by Moses and the Israelites as they came out of Egypt. They took possession of his land and the land of Og, king of Bashan, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan. This land extended from Aroe on the rim of the Arnon Gorge to Mount Sirion, that is, Hermon, and included all the Araba east of the Jordan as far as the Dead Sea below the slopes of Pisgah. All right, so that's our reading for today. Um, so I, I think this is like pretty cool. I, I was watching the uh, the Bible project about it a little bit today yeah, to get caught yeah. up and kind of um, get a little bit of context and stuff before we started. And I love that like this is kind of the beginning, right, of all the laws, of all the stuff that was laid out for the people um, for for them to live without Moses as their leader anymore, for them to go in. And I love that in Deuteronomy, like I don't love it, it's sad, but it's kind of funny that he like does this whole thing and then he's like, but I know you guys are going to fail, so good luck. Like, you know, (laughs) we don't get into that today in Deuteronomy 4, but I just thought that was quite interesting that he's, he's seen historically what happens to the people when he's not around. So he just kind of knows already. Um, but I, I like, it gave me a different perspective on all these laws that, that they're about to be given because I've always looked at it and thought like, what was it? Like 600 some laws or something like like 631 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. So you'd look at that and say, like, geez, that's overwhelming, and how can you not break laws without even knowing it? Um, but I love the the context and the reason that they gave for all of this happening, and this is, like I said, this is just the beginnings of that, uh, where he's laying that stuff out, but it's because if you look at their society and you look at all of the lands that were around them, all the different cities, everything that was happening there, God wanted to give his people... Um, a higher standard to live by, a higher standard of justice, I think is what they actually said in the Bible project. Yeah. And so it makes a lot of this make much more sense. And they even explained it, that some of the ones that seem extreme or seem crazy, when you compare that to the other things that are going on in the other cities, it's very loving and it's very 
wise of God to give them this, to let them have wisdom and not be drawn yeah. into a lot of this stuff. So just to give a little bit of context on why a lot of these laws are going to be coming at us, um, I, that really stood out to me in the Bible project I think, today. I think God kind of meets us where we are mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. In, in the human development at this stage. God was meeting these people where they were. These laws are not crazy laws to them. The, these laws are giving them a structure for society. I think that's part of the reason why the law has been fulfilled. Like we don't need some of these laws anymore. Like right. we don't need to to not have a poly wool blended shirt, you know? Like <laughs> we don't need those laws anymore. Yeah. Right. But that but that was needed at that time because they needed different structures. Um, you know, for their society to work. Yeah. So God met them where they were. So, uh, so when we read some of these laws, it's not like, you know, this is the way that it is, and a poly wool blended shirt is just bad. Like, recognize that there's a time and there's a culture behind it. You know. Yeah, and I think that what's what really sticks out to me in this chapter is is the why. Because I think that when we see and we and we're, especially when we're reading through the Old Testament. We see all these laws, you know, we see a ton of them and, and the why, like, why are these here? Like, why does it say don't boil a, you know, a young goat in its mother's milk, right? That just seems completely bizarre. But that was in, in that time, a cultural practice for fertility and for fertility of your land. So, so don't do that because, you know, that's something that is kind of trying to manipulate God by doing that. It's it's like a form of kind of warped sacrifice. And so a lot of it has to do with idol worship. Oh, it's yeah. It's, so, it, I mean, if we don't understand something in the Old Testament, like why there's a law, a lot of times it has to do with 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 idol worship and, and pagan and even, practice and even the idol worship. There's a reason why God says that he's a jealous God and that he. It's not just like, well, there's these all these fake gods and they're bad and I'm a good God. I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. But there's other things like people sacrifice their children to gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, people had no joke like sexual orgies in the temples. And this stuff was was serious. I mean, there were some really terrible sins. And all that stuff was just bad for, for, for people. Mm-hmm. Not only is it just immoral, like most things that we consider to be immoral, um, it's bad for you. It's immoral to kill your kid. Duh. Yeah. You know, that. not only are, are you killing a kid that's bad for the kid, but it's also creating ridiculous, you know, post-traumatic stress for you. Ima- imagine how you'd feel after you sacrificed your, your firstborn son to the gods. I mean, that's right. not good for you. So God makes a lot of, lot of laws, not just because he's holy. He is. But most of these things are good for us. Yeah. And, and especially in this time. Again, some of these laws might not be good for us today. But they were very good for these people at the time. Yeah, I I found it interesting too. Like uh, to touch back a little bit where um, he Moses had said, like at the end, he's like, "I know you guys are going to fail at this." Like over history, he he has to get so specific. So when he's saying like, "Don't worship any idols," you could just say, "Hey, don't worship any idols." But he and then he lists like animals, but then he just doesn't say like, "Don't make <laughs> don't worship animals." He goes, don't worship animals. And then he lists fish and birds and animals that walk on feet and like snakes and like all this different stuff. It's like, man, you, like it's extremely specific so that there's no room for um, yeah. messing up in there, you know. And I think that was the <clears throat> challenge is that when you have 631 laws, uh, it's easy to get loopholes. It's easy to kind yeah. of put in a loophole in there and that you're trying to get all these specific things where when Jesus kind of reduces everything to love God and love others, then you're kind of following in the design and intent for how God created humanity. But I think what's really cool about this, and I think that like to kind of pull something out of this, 
a couple things. One, I mean, with the idol worship, um, I think we can just read that and completely disregard it. Like we can just be like, okay, well, we don't do that. So this is not applicable to us, (laughs) but, but which is, I know (laughs) irony, but I think what it does is that, that God has fashioned the human spirit and the human soul to connect with him and to connect with him in relationship in what we need, uh, what we're looking to fulfill our desires, our longings, joy, the things that are internal to us that he is like, he's woven in us to seek him yeah. and to be, and to find him. Cause he even says that, like he even talks about like, when you seek, when you search for me, you'll find me. Mm-hmm. Right. And what happens is, is when people, when, uh, when these cultures, these pagan cultures, and also like to our culture today, when we seek to find those things in other things, mm-hmm. like they would find them in other gods. So they would have the God of their city because they worship their city and they worship this God because they needed protection for the city. And so with them, they're aligning their soul and heart to hopefully get this God on their side and then defend them against other cities. Right. And so you know, we never do that now in our culture where we kind of align ourselves with a certain kind of <laughs> God or certain <laughs> savior to try to protect the things that we we hold like our city or our, our state or our ideals or anything like that. And, and so and what God is saying is that, like, I want you to be a representative to all the nations because God has fashioned us and built us in a way so that we would receive our lo- our our the longings of our heart and the needs of our soul in him but he's also given us the ability to choose and so when he's given all of humanity the ability to choose when we choose the wrong things it's so destructive to us it's so destructive to people around us and and that's an issue that we have in our culture today and every culture has mm-hmm. every culture has that thing where we try to find the longings of our soul in something else and it's in so many different things and uh, you know, today it could be the praise of people and could be, you know, greed and what money might be able to get you in, in, in fame or it could be family. It's so many different things that we try to find those longings. And so I think when we read about all of these idols that they're worshiping and we can look at them and say like, man, these people are so archaic and they're just, you know, we're way beyond that now. We're so much more civilized as a culture. Um, but I think that they understood it a lot more than we do about the you know, what we attach our soul and what we worship and how, what we're willing to sacrifice for. Mm -hmm. Like they sacrificed their children for prosperity and they sacrificed knowingly, they sacrificed their children for prosperity and for the protection of their city and different things like that. And their protection of their, whatever they wanted to achieve in their own personal life. And I think our culture unknowingly sacrifices. Because we don't name it. And and that's what Daniel's Mm -hmm. saying is like a lot of these gods that they worshiped, were gods of things, like you're saying, like gods of war, gods of money, gods of fertility. And they would make these sacrifices of their own children or, or you know, perform these ridiculous sexual orgy kind of th- religious rites kind of thing. They would do all this crazy stuff in hopes that the god of fertility would give them a son or in hopes that the, the god of rain would, or would bless them, you know. So theirs had a name, but we do the same thing without a name. Mm-hmm. So like... Often I worship the God of entertainment, you know, after a long day of work, after a couple jobs and dealing with my kids and all that stuff, I I, I sit down sometimes and I'll watch YouTube and that's fine, but sometimes I'll do it too much. Mm -hmm. And so like I'll, I'll, I'll lay, I'll bow down and worship the God of entertainment, but like we don't name it that, but back, back in the day, 
they might have actually had a name for a god of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but one thing I, I was reading in the YouTube. Bible about YouTube, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bail YouTube. <laughs> but one thing I, I thought was interesting is at the very first verse, because we we get going and we kind of like, all right, what is this about? And we might miss the first verse. Mm-hmm. We see that he that he tells them to listen, to listen, and he tells them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to the statues and the rules and teach you and do them. And I think that really relates to our, our current series in James. Yep. Because we, we see in, in, in James chapter 1 that we, we learned a couple of weeks ago that like that we need to be be doers of the word, not hearers only. And that's exactly what Moses is talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we know that there's idol worship. We know that there's these other gods. We know that there's these 631 or whatever it is, 616, whoever you listen to. We know there's all these rules and all the, and all these things. But do we do it? And I think that's a challenge for us Christians is to not just hear these things, but to actually do the right things. Yeah. What are you, what are you laughing at, bro? Just, what did I do? I saw Daniel, and I looked. Uh, Jeremy Kaler said, every time I hear this conversation, I realize I shouldn't be a Bengals fan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> they just let you down, man. I know. Like, but I, it's, it's. I mean, we joke about that. And, I mean, fandom is fandom. You know, uh, you know, we're, you know, who knows? Joe Burrows, he might be, ta- he may take us all the way there. Who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? But, um, golden statues of he, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Golden. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think it's, there's, there is like, a, there's, there's a kind of a joking side to this, but I think that there is a dangerous side to when we begin to find those. And I've found the best way to, for me personally, to discover what I'm worshiping. It is, and this is just my situation, and I talked about this two weeks ago when I was teaching on James 1, is the sanctuaries. So, like, where do I go to when I'm feeling uh, lacking, Mm -hmm. right? Where I'm feeling either frustrated, where I'm angry, where I'm sad, lonely, disappointed. Um, those kind of emotions that almost require some sort of response or some something to do. Like, how do I deal with this internal strife, this internal struggle? Mm-hmm. And, and usually to me, that is kind of a pathway for me to find uh, something that I'm either uh, worshiping in some form or fashion. And a lot of times I'm, I'm either worshiping it because I'm looking for comfort. You know, I'm looking for something to deal with that kind of that gap. Mm-hmm. Or that lacking, whatever it is, and um, you know, and for my life, it's been various different things, right? And and and, but it is like for me, it's like I'm trying to find that that rest and refuge in something. But a lot of times, and some of you may um, relate to this, is that those things end up never satisfying, but they start asking you for more, right? Mm-hmm. They start saying, "Oh, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna take more of your time. I'm gonna take more of your money." I'm going to take more of your energy. I'm going to pull you further away from your loved ones Mm -hmm. because I'm going to keep continuing to promise, but kind of giving you these empty promises and they kind of lure you in. Yeah. (laughs) So it does, doesn't it? I mean, think about it. I've, I've heard, um, uh, with David Blatt, his name. Yeah. I've heard him preach about this, about how like football, we, we pay money to go to the games and we and when we go to the game, it's like a bunch of people that are cheering and excited about a thing, right? We buy the jerseys, we spend money on the jerseys, we um, we get on Facebook and we talk about our teams, um, we watch YouTube videos about it, and if we're not at the game, we're watching you know stuff on TV about it. Mm-hmm. We we get on Google and we, and we research guys' stats. We might go to practice <laughs> like practice like uh, at the uh, you know beginning of the season to kind of see how the team's going to shape up. We and I do it too. We play fantasy football, mm-hmm. like. 
we how much time and effort do we spend on football mm. and ha- and can it become an idol you know oh it definitely can and become it, an idol it, yeah and that honestly that's why i think i talked about it last week on here but um i made a conscious decision to delete twitter off my phone now that the football season's over like i almost like i wanted the titans they got one game away from the super bowl i wanted them to go to the super bowl to stretch things out another 2 weeks and have yeah. them have a chance to win of the course. super bowl but i was like ready I, I like made the decision weeks ago. I was like, okay, as soon as they're out, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm deleting Twitter. Cause I knew like, it's something that I'm passionate about, something that I love to be a part of and have conversations with people about. I don't love to go in and argue with people about it, but I love to, you know what I mean? Be a part of it and part of the community. It's fun. Um, but as soon as it was over, I was like, I'm out. I can't, I can't keep getting on Twitter out of habit now mm-hmm. every day and just wasting time and wasting right. time away from spending time with God, with my family, with focusing on things that matter. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, you know, it's definitely something I spend a lot of time on during the football season. Mm-hmm. So I have another thought on this thing. We just talked about how like, just like James, how we need to be doers, not hearers and how here in verse one and in, in Deuteronomy chapter four, it says that we should listen and do. Mm-hmm. We moved down to chapter three. Um, he's, he kind of goes into this thing about like your eyes have seen and he lists some things that we've seen and some things that, that these people witnessed. And you know what I thought, what I, what I put together on this is that sometimes when I'm listening and I'm doing, I think, why am I even, why do I even try? Why am I doing this stuff? You know? And, and I, I think sometimes we all have like doubts with, with faith, you know, like is God even here? Is God listening? Mm-hmm. Some of us may even go, does God exist? And I think, it's difficult to answer those questions by just reading scripture. I think we have to go back sometimes and and think about what we've experienced because if you've if you if you've you know given your life to Jesus, if you're saved, I don't really like that word, but it is what it is. If you're saved and you have the spirit living within you, you've probably had some experiences. You've had some moments that you're like God was present. Mm-hmm. And you're not crazy. If God has spoken to you, and you've heard the voice of God, you're not crazy. Like, it's not, there, there's no psychosis there th- that God can legit speak to you. Mm-hmm. So what, what I'm saying is that you can look back and see these experiences, what you have witnessed, and you can see that, you know, that, that God is real and that we should be doing these things. And this is where I get into my LeBron James thing. Because we people, just talked about sports because people, and how bad it is. But I'm doing it anyway, dang it, Daniel, because... Because <laughs> you prepared for it. Because I did. Because listen... LeBron is awesome. Your stats? Yes, Just a heads up, we only have about five minutes before we got to kind of pray and close up because Daniel's got a meeting. I'm moving, but <laughs> listen. Just giving you a heads up. All I'm saying is that like people like Daniel say that LeBron is nothing and that he's, he stinks and all these things, but he went 26-9. <laughs> I've never heard him say that. say that. I did nothing. <laughs> he went 25-6-9 in his See, debut, 32-11-11 in his playoff debut in the, this is the, the Facebook 2000 conversation. finals. 2007-7, he went 25 that. straight points, 45 points. Uh, to put the Celtics away in 2002, he's got ridiculous stats in the playoffs. Like he's had, the, I won't read them all off. I mean, people that can see, I have notes, right? It's ridiculous. But look, I'm saying that, as an example, all jokes <laughs> aside, we've seen we've seen what he's done. Mm. We've witnessed it, and then we deny it. Mm. Now, all jokes aside, <laughs> let's not do that with our spiritual life. Let's not witness all the things that God does in our lives. Let's not be like Daniel. Right, that he can't witness the truth. <laughs> let's let's make sure that the things that we do in our that we experience with God in our life that it reminds us that this is real and it helps us to actually be doers and hearers. So, I thought it was LeBron James, not LeBron Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god. It's LeBron, gosh. not LeJesus. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys would all do us a favor and just all close out the live stream just so all our viewership drops, so then we'll tell Michael you can't talk about <laughs> LeBron James anymore because all of our viewership drops. Um so thank you, Michael, for that great Great analogy. It's a, I, it's a good analogy, dang it, Daniel. It I had, was it's really, you're just really feeling, good. You're just feeling guilty the, because no. it's all against you. The conversation is devolving now because we're wrapping up anyway, but I, I can't help it. Like you said, you talked about like, oh, I hate you know people saying they're saved. Is there a way on Facebook that you can create? You know how people like mark themselves safe from safe from Hurricane <laughs> Derek or whatever. You know what I mean? Like somebody needs to put like marked when somebody gets saved, saved. they go on Facebook and they mark themselves saved from like eternal damnation. <laughs> like we need to come up with something like that for Facebook. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I, I before we close, I just I, th- I thought this was really interesting because part of the why question for me is what's the point? Like so, what's the point in following all of these regulations? I think that. There's like personal preservation, like the, yeah, like the Lord's going to drive you out and you're going to be scattered. Like there's a lot of different issues that can come with that. But I think there's two things that like stick out to me is one that people will notice. Like, I think that it's like starts in verse six. It talks about how you'll display the wisdom and intelligence to the surrounding nations that people will see this and they'll be like, man, these people are really wise and prudent. What a great nation. How, how did they have a God that's so close to them, so present to them? And, and for me, I'm like, like it's, we need to take what Jesus says seriously because people are watching and there's a lot of people that have left Christian faith Mm -hmm. because of the way they were treated by someone who said they were following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is really important. This is part of the why, because God fashioned a people of Israel so that he could display that he's a good God, that he loves social justice, that he loves people that are in bad situations, that he doesn't have partiality, that he loves the kings as much as he loves the widows and the orphans, that he is uh, one that wants to see people love and serve other people and sacrifice their, not their children, but sacrifice their time and their life and their energy for the benefit of other people. And, And so like... This is, I think, is part of what we can really pull out of this is that, is that especially as, honestly, let's just pray in advance for the season that our country is going to go into this year. I mean, with the elections coming up, there is an opportunity for us to completely, um, we we can devolve down into this like bad conversation, into this Mm. division, into this hatred, into all sorts of stuff that's going on. Or we can kind of say that, hey, God set us apart now. He set us apart to to show his kingdom values to the world, to the surrounding nations, right? To all those people that are watching. And then the second thing that he talks about is he talks about the children, the generations to come, right? I was going to go there. Dang it, and, Daniel. Oh, man, because you are the E-Kids director. <laughs> yeah. I'm you can so go sorry. there if you pray for us. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, wait, Michael, are you taking that? Well, yeah, but what I would say is that we see down here in like verse 9, it says, make them known to your children and your children's children. And then we see like the result is you know, that they teach their children. If we want to um, reach the next generation and the generation after that, we have to teach our kids these. When I say these laws, I don't mean the laws of Deuteronomy, but what I mean is like our faith, you know, what we believe. We have to pass this on, and I'm begging you to partner with us. We we've moved to teaching um, themes that match the themes that the adults are teaching, 
And, and so we can have natural conversations. We can talk about what we as a family learned here at ECC on Sunday, not what did you learn and what did we learn? It's more, we have, we're all talk, tackling the same topics. So as a family, let's talk. But when you move over to verse 25, you start to see what happens if you don't. He says, you know, when when you father children and children's children have grown old in the land, if you act corruptly by making a carved image, so they start start talking about idol worship, you see that things don't work out so well. And and, and Moses is predicting, and and he's right, that things won't work out so well. So I I guess the point I'm making here is partner with us with your kids. Mm -hmm. Let's let's save this next generation. let's, Let's not let them... I want them to have a good relationship with God, not just as kids, but as adults. And we need to partner together so they don't go away to to our, you know, version of idol worship. Mm. And and I think that one thing that we kind of do is with laws, we think about just all this um, kind of doing in alignment, like staying in our little kind of um, protective little law box or whatever it is. Um, and I know, Michael, you're going to pray for us, but um, <laughs> do your best and I'm trying to do my best as a parent and as a member of society, as a person that posts on social media, not very often, but think about um, who's watching and think about how you're acting and living in response to the good news of Jesus. You know, is this something that you're kind of compartmentalized to like one day a week, or is this something that's kind of permeating your family life, your downtime, your time at work, and I know that there's sometimes we feel like there's different restrictions to that. But when God says love people and sacrifice and serve people the way that I have loved you, that's universal. That's yeah. something you can do anywhere. And it's all and it's about modeling it. Like, uh, you know, we talk. Uh, I think that, you know, you've heard that adage for parents, you know, do as I say, not do as I do. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Like yeah. that, 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 that does not work. Yeah. Hey, it's working well for me. So I don't, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm let, kidding. let Disney plus raise your kids. Right. Um, oh, but, so uh, that, that hurts somebody's <laughs> feelings. That, that hurt. It, let's, yeah. let's be honest. I got to hold up my hand for that for me and Lady too. Cause we, <laughs> my kids love little Einsteins anyways. Uh, so, um, definitely think about what I'm doing to model this to the people around me. Uh, because it was, it's going to require a lot of you. This required a lot of the people of Israel to not fall into kind of the, the tide of the culture. And so the tide of the culture is always trying to pull you down. So what can you see? Like, well, how can you say, okay, I'm going to model what the kingdom of God represents, even above, you know, some of the, my, you know, what other convictions that are going on around me or yeah. that are going around in my culture. So just something to kind of think about as we're sure. reading this. All right, let's let's close this out. Let's pray, guys. So join me, uh, dear Heavenly Father. Um, we thank you. We thank you for Scripture. We thank you for that Moses um, gave this parting speech to kind of help help us understand, you know, what people were to do. And and, and I thank you that we have um, the ability to kind of look back and, and see what all this stuff really meant and how this applies to us. But but Lord, as we've looked here, we see that we need to be not just um, hearers of the word, but doers also. And Lord, help us to, like Daniel just said, help us to model um, our faith to our kids mm-hmm. and help us to model our faith with our coworkers and model our faith with the cashiers at Kroger. Lord, help us to model our faith wherever we go that we're, again, we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers also. So give us the power through your spirit to help us to do the right things this week. I'm not even going to ask for this month or this year, maybe not even this week, but help us to do the right things today. Mm. 
and just and just give us the energy and give us the wisdom um, to, to model, you know, who we're supposed to be, to kind of be the light in, in the world. But Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Daniel. Um, guys, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up there. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. Daniel's got to get out of here for a meeting as well. But um, guys, I just want to thank you again for listening. Uh, thank you so much for being such a part of the conversation today. It's so much fun to talk to you guys and get your insight and hear your jokes and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, it really changes the atmosphere uh, of this recording each, each week when we do it. So we love having you guys here. I know I say that every week, but I want to make sure that you guys know that. Uh, we appreciate it. We want to continue to see that uh, conversation grow. Um, as, as Daniel was praying or as uh, Michael was praying and Daniel was speaking at the end um, I know that every week I, I leave you guys with uh, with the, the classic uh, go out there and be the light of, light to the world you know let the light of Jesus shine through you but I want to issue a challenge to you this week because I know that we spoke about like actions and what we worship and things like that and what we bring with us into our daily life and our conversations with our family with our friends at work all that kind of stuff on social media um, something else that is a big part of that is is our words. We have the power to speak life yes. or death into the world. We we have been given that power. It's directly told to us that we have that power, and you can see it if you pay attention to it. So my challenge to you this week, other than just letting the light of Jesus shine, Jesus shine through you, is to speak life into this world this week as much as you can. Catch yourself. Check yourself. Um, stop yourself before you start speaking negativity and um, darkness and death into the world. Speak life for a week and see how much that changes things around you. So uh, that's the challenge. Guys, thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We will talk to you next time. See you later.